Recording has started. Uh, Chair Schmidt, would you like to introduce the meeting or do you want me to? I uh, uh, go ahead, uh, Ms. Jay. Okay. Please do. This is the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force Complaint Committee of the City and County of San Francisco, hearing room 408, City Hall 1, Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place, San Francisco, California. This is a regular meeting of the Complaint Committee. Today's date is August 15, um, and the time is um, 5.33 p.m., This is a remote access and or in person participation. The Sunshine Ordinance Task Force and the committees convene hybrid meetings that allow in person attendance, in person public comment, remote access for petitioners and respondents, and remote public comment via teleconference. The WebEx remote link login information is TINYURL period COM forward slash 2CSM. WY7, the password is sunshine. The telephone call in number is 415-655-0001 and the meeting ID is 2591-8736-815 pound pound. Press star three to enter the speaker line. Um, shall we call, uh, do you wanna read meeting decorum, Chair Schmidt? Yes, I'll, I'll read that. Any member of the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force may call for decorum due to the disorderly conduct of meeting participants, persons who engage in threatening and or menacing behavior may be asked to leave. Okay, number one, please. Item number one, call to order roll call and agenda changes. Roll call. Member Wolf. Present. Member Wolf present, Member Stein. Present. Member Stein present, Member Chair Schmidt. Present. Chair Schmidt present, we have a quorum. Um, shall we discuss the uh, agenda changes now that we wanna make? Sure, sure, Any, any, anything that, um, I'll just say that as far as I can see the, the, the agenda changes would involve uh, line five uh, because that file Apparently, it, it looks like it, it includes documents that belong to line six. And so number five is going to be an issue. Line six, uh, we'll have to figure out if we feel ready to rule on line six, even though some of the line six documents are in line five. Other than that, I don't know of any agenda changes to discuss. Uh, Mr. Chair, yes. I'm just wondering if we should not identify where the kind of the begin, the end, and the beginning, the end of five and the beginning of six in those documents are now, so that when we get there, we don't have to be fumbling around trying to find it. Um, I I have no problem with that, but I'm not sure how. Uh, you would um, want to do that. Uh, do you want to wait till we get to line five, or should we deal with it under agenda changes? Well, is there a bright is there a bright line as to where five ends and six begins, or are they all mixed up together at this point? It looks like 
For, from my reading, looks like 90, 95% of what's filed in five actually belongs to six. Can I throw in another thing that I noticed looking at six, which is that I was really confused by the respondents documents, which sometimes reference a completely different file number. Um, you know, the file six is two, three, zero, two, four, but a, a lot of the response references file two, three, zero, two, zero seems to be responding to a different complaint. So I, I felt like both of those files were just extremely difficult to parse. And I wasn't sure that the respondents themselves knew what complaint they were responding to. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it seems like it, it's gonna be sort of, I don't know, maybe maybe we deal with these one at a time and some of it's gonna have to be delayed. Okay. And so I, I think we're going to be deciding to um well i i'm going to recommend we we grant um maria shulman's request to delay on her second case 23028 and i guess why don't i just go ahead and and um uh see if the members would I, I'll mo make a motion to uh, continue to the call the chair uh, number two three two zero two eight because of uh, a problem with the documents on record and because um, Ms. Shulman has made that request. I would second that if it needs seconded. Okay. Um... If you don't mind, uh, Chair Smith, if we can take public comment on that continuance as well as any other agenda changes. Yes, please. Uh, yes, if you'd like to make public comment on this issue, you can press star three around the telephone to raise your hand or otherwise raise your hand through the application. I have one person with their hand raised at this time. I will unmute their line. Hello, caller. I've unmuted you. Mr. Kinga? Paul? Oh, hi. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yes, you had your hand raised. Did you want to make a comment? Oh, I uh, raised my hand uh, uh, much earlier than that. I'm very sorry. I can call it right now. No problem. Uh, so, uh, my In case the future, is not being. If you'd like to make comments, just raise your hand and we will uh, acknowledge you at the appropriate time. I appreciate it. So, uh, my case is not being delayed, right? Just to confirm. We don't know yet. Okay. All right. We'll get. We'll we'll decide once we get there. Thank you very much. Thank you. I do not have any additional parties for public comment at this time. Okay. Let's vote. Member Schmidt. Aye. Uh, did we have a second on your? Yes, I seconded it. Okay, Laura. 
Member Stein. Aye. Member Stein, aye. Uh, Member Wolf. Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Moved by Member Schmidt, seconded, or moved by Chair Schmidt, seconded by Member Stein to continue the matter to the call of the chair 23028 because of the problem of the documents on record. Okay, I don't know if anyone wants to make any other agenda changes. I know we have a, an issue that involving the, the documents in the number five file. I would suggest we we handle that when we get to number six, because that will be the Paul Neha file. So unless um, anyone wants to do it differently, I would say let's um, let's go ahead to the next item. Item number two. Yeah. Item number two, approval of the July 18, 2023 complaint committee meeting minutes. Okay, any um, any comments from members? Um, this is member Stein, I just had one correction. Um, I would, you know, I would approve the minutes, but with the following change on page four, item five, under action, um, there's a phrase uh, three lines down that says, um, responded to timely and i think it should say was responded to in a timely fashion i'm i'm sorry where was that uh page four right item five uh-huh under the bold section action oh under the motion. third line down yeah respond respond timely um i would say respond was was responded to in a timely fashion Okay, got it. Okay, um, with that change, and it seems that that is the only change that we're we've come up with. Uh, I would move to approve. Second. Public comment, please. Uh, yes, before I proceed with public comment, uh, excuse me one moment. Uh, we have somebody, uh, Rosa has just sent a message, which we usually don't respond to, uh, but she can't hear us. So I'm just typing her a quick message um, just so she know we, we are live. Thank you, Victor. So Rosa can't hear us for now. Okay, if anybody would like to make public comment at this time, you can uh, raise your hand by pressing star three or otherwise using the application to raise your hand. Uh, I'll give everyone a moment. Okay, I have not seen anybody indicating they would like to make public comment at this time. 
Okay, let's vote and then I'll ask a question of you, Victor, but the vote first. Member Stein. Aye. Member Stein, aye. Member Wolf. Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Chair Schmidt. Aye. Chair Schmidt, aye. Moved by Member Stein, seconded by Member Wolf to adopt the changes of the minutes of July 18. Actually, I was a moving party. You were? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. Okay, um, Victor, uh, you said there was a message that you got. Um, uh, it has been resolved. Rosa L., uh, who is with us today, was unable to hear us, but she has rectified that situation on her side. It's rectified. Okay. Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, let's move to the next item. Item number three, public comment. Members of the public may address the committee on matters that are within the committee's jurisdiction, but not on today's agenda. If there's anybody who would like to make general public comment at this time, you can raise your hand by pressing star three if you're on the telephone. If you're using the application, you can use the application to raise your hand at this time if you'd like to make public comment. I am not seeing any hands raised at this time. Okay, thank you. Um, this, let's uh, let's move to the next item. Item number four. Yeah. Item number four, file number two three zero two seven, complaint filed by Maria Shulman against the Department of Police Accountability. For allegedly violating administrative code section 6725 by failing to respond to an immediate disclosure request in a timely and or complete manner 6726 by failing to keep withholding to a minimum 6727 by failing to provide justification for withholding all right uh the procedures today for these petitions are going to be uh, we will hear first from each side of the dispute uh, up to uh, three minutes first from the petitioner's side and then up to three minutes from the respondent side. After that, we will allow for questions from the members uh, of the committee to any um, parties or witnesses. And then after that question and answer period, the members shall uh, meet and decide what to do with such case. Uh, we do not make any final decisions here. This is a committee. Uh, the most that we do, we may make recommendations. Uh, we generally look at whether a case is ready to be considered and ruled upon by the full task force at a full task force hearing. Uh, 
and we decide generally if a matter involves uh, public, uh, if public documents, public meetings, or not, and if the task force has jurisdiction. All right. Uh, that being said, we will start with the Shulman matter two three zero two seven. Um, and uh, when Cheryl's ready, uh, we will start with the first uh, three-minute presentation. Yes, if you are a party to this matter, it would be appreciated if you can raise your hand at this time. If you're on the telephone, you can press star three. And if you're using the application, you can use the application to raise your hand. I believe I have uh, unmuted the representative from the police accountability, uh, Sarah Monder. I do not see any indication that Maria Schulman is with us at this time. Okay. Um, if you don't mind, I can check uh, our unknown lines just to be sure there's no issue. Yeah, go, go ahead. Um, Okay, thank you. Hello, uh, caller. I've unmuted you. I just wanted to know which item you're here for. Hello, caller. I've unmuted you. I just want to know if which item you're here for. Okay, let me check a different line. Hello, caller. I've just unmuted you. I was wondering which item you're here for. Uh, Lieutenant Sumi representing the police department, not this matter. Okay. Thank you very much. I do not believe Ms. Uh, Schumann is with us. Okay. I, I know she had had some uh, requests to not have her matters heard until 6, uh, but I have no reason to think that that's why she's not here today. Um, I am open to uh, hearing from her if she does appear while we're still here uh, in in the room and online. Uh, but it seems to me that uh, we should dismiss the matter. I know that she's probably not going to want it to remain dismissed, but that is generally what we do when the petitioner doesn't show up. Members, any any other uh, ideas on how you think we should handle this one? I mean, we could temporarily move it to the end of the, to the, you know, petitions, and if she's here by then, hear it. And if not, then dismiss it. I don't know if that's any harder or easier, but. Let's, let's, um, let's do that. Uh, let's, we have a short calendar tonight, and I think well, let's see. Uh, I guess my only concern would be that uh, Ms. Monder, um, Ms. Monder, are you just here for this matter or are you here for any of the other cases today? Hi, yes, I am here only for this matter. And uh, I do believe this is the second time Ms. Schulman has not shown up for this hearing. We can move it one back. So that it's after six o'clock. 
if she's not here, then dismiss it. Yeah. Instead of moving it to the end of the calendar. I, I, I think that's a great idea. Uh, Ms. Monder, we, I, I do want to respect your time. Uh, we're going to hear one matter. We're going to call this Shulman Manor again. We're going to uh, hear the Neha case. And after that, we'll call the Shulman Manor. And if, if she doesn't appear, we're going to um, dismiss it. it. Or I will move to dismiss. Um, okay, so let's uh, hold off on Shulman and let's call. Um, five has been already continued. Let's call six. Item number six, file number 23024, complaint filed by Paul Neha against the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency for allegedly violating Administrative Code Section 6725 by failing to respond to an immediate disclosure request in a timely and or complete manner. All right. I, this is the point in time where I think before we hear uh, from the parties, we decide if there's any special way we want to handle this because uh, the the documents involving uh, Paul Neha's petition, some of them are contained accurately in connection to the number six file number 23024, but others were mis misfiled and submitted with the above uh, file 23028 showman number five. So technically, um, someone who were to look at the agenda, want to know what's this case about, what are the documents, they would not have known to look up to the number five. I don't know if that's something that we need to take into serious consideration because we all did see the documents that are contained at both six and five uh, pertaining to Paul Nia. Uh, members, do you have any thoughts as to if we should handle this other than just going ahead and hear it, it just as if uh, the six and five documents are just before us here today? Mr. Chair? Yes. So um, I think we just need to make sure that if all the documents, if it's a complete file, or not. Yeah. I also wanted to clarify, like, I just was not clear what complaint this file was referencing. Um, because the petitioner talks about a request 23-431, um, but the respondent talks about a different request, 23-78. And so I was just, I have to say, I was very confused. I don't know that I would be able to, like, organize my thoughts based on what I read. Um, even if we had presentations now, so um, I, I really want to clarify like what um, which request this complaint relates to, um, which request number, and just make sure that the respondents and the petitioners are on the same page. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I, the first question I'm going to have, and and I, I, this is not uh, this is sort of preliminary, and so we're not going into our sort of hearing process, the presentations and questions. Uh, but uh, 
a question to Paul Neha, which is, do you have multiple um, uh, complaints or petitions that are pending uh, before the task force? Yes, I believe I do. Could you tell us uh, how many? Um, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you that this case is basically uh, we the, we heard um, one of my cases against SFMTA has been heard a couple of months ago, and uh, this was I believe they were supposed to go on the same uh, hearing, but. Um, because I exceeded the limit of uh, cases that could go on one hearing, I was postponed to be heard at a second time, at another time. So the response that you see in uh, in the file documents is actually for another case that has been heard uh, at the previous hearing. Okay, uh, that last, I, I thank you for all of that. Uh, the last thing you just said is that some of what we looked at here today in the file mm -hmm. documents actually pertains to that other matter. That's is right. That correct. Okay. That's correct. Wh which of the documents, if if you can identify where they're contained in our record, uh, which documents pertain to that other case? Uh, let me go to the PDF file and look for it, but it basically everything that has to do with the response from SFMTA to my allegation is uh, related to another case. Okay. So, um, and uh, I don't know. So if it's any easier, uh, the case that I was uh, hoping to uh, uh, present today is for request 23431. That's relates to uh, Leanne Non. And the case that was already heard in the past, um, and the case that also uh, is provided in the response from the SFMTA is related to the case that has been heard in the past, and that one is uh, against Hank Wilson. Mm -hmm. So anything that you see with Hank Wilson is related to another case that already has been heard and actually has been scheduled for full committee uh, review uh, or moved to the full committee review. And uh, this is a brand. This is the the brand new case. Uh, Leanne, non uh, her the case about her has not been heard yet. Okay. And do you uh, see in the files that we have uh, established for today's hearing? Do you see all the documents that you believe pertain to the the second matter? that um is is before us here today the, the the matter that wasn't previously dealt with but the one that you want us to look at today so all of the documents that i submitted supporting documents i believe are there uh, that's okay. the original request and communication there's no response from sfmta regarding this case and instead there's a response to a different case um, oh they responded to you're saying they responded to the the a, a separate matter when exactly. they submitted a response today. That's right. Do you know? I and I'll give I'll give the other side a chance to to discuss this. Also, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to 
um, isolated here. Uh, do you know why, before I ask them, why they mm -hmm. would submit a response to something else? Do, if you, I don't know if you'd know why. I'm just wondering if you know why they would do that. Uh, I'm only speculating here, but they possibly were trying to write sanctions that they didn't want uh, the members of the task force to hear. Okay. Um, I don't have any other reason. Okay. Uh, now I'll ask uh, the representative um, for the police department. Uh, could you? Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's not the police. It's SFMTA. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I've got I've got that one on the next one. The uh, the representative for Muni, uh, is there anything you can tell us to try to help straighten this out? Uh, am I unmuted? Yes, you are. Okay. Hi. Good evening. Hello. My name is Leanne Nunn, Chief of Staff for the Streets Division at the SFMTA. Um, I did respond uh, to the uh, Sunshine Ordinance Task Force to this uh, complaint. And I believe Hank Wilson also responded to the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force for the previous complaint. Okay. Do you see your response in the file that was set up here uh, to for us to access here today? Uh, I apologize. I don't seem to have access to those files. Okay. So, so I'll go back to uh, Paul Neha. I think she did su submit. Uh, she just told us she submitted a response on today's matter. Are you saying that it didn't make it into the file, the response that we should have had uh, put into this file? That's a that's a question to Paul. Give me a moment. Um, I think when people are muting oh, themselves, they're losing control. So if you just go ahead and leave your microphones unmuted, it will make it a little bit easier. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it, Victor. Um, yes, I I don't believe I see the response. I'm not sure why it is not in the uh, packet. Uh, whether it would, so there might be two reasons. Uh, one, it maybe it uh, SFMTA either send their own documents in response to this, uh, or they send in the right document, but somehow it didn't make into the uh, package of the documents. Okay, members, uh, does that does that seem accurate that there's no uh, response that seems to have come into the file, have been put in the file uh, on this specific matter. Um, this is member Stein. That seems accurate to me. And I'm just wondering if our, um, I'm not sure who would have received the file. If that would be um, Cheryl Leger or somebody else received it, if she was on vacation, I wonder if there's a way for us to check that we received it. I don't know if we can do that in real time, but I don't, I don't think it was in the file. Okay. I didn't see anything that pertained. It was all referencing another request by number and by content. So. Yes. Um, uh, Ms. Lejay, do you, does any of this um, uh, give, give a, do you have any recollection uh, that could enlighten us on what happened with this? 
Well, oops. What I thought were responsive records, I'm learning are not responsive records. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you have like an, an email where they sent their main response letter. The, yeah, that would be the uh, Leanne's. Um, Leanne Non? Yeah, Leanne Non, sorry. I'm looking for an e email from Leanne Non. Most of my communications are with Caroline Celaya. Oh. Then it would be from Caroline Celaya, probably, because that was who At, attached. But it would be referencing request twenty three four three one to do with communication between uh, Mr. Neha and Leon Nan, as opposed to all right. The number that I have is communication with Hank Wilson. It's not about communication with Hank Wilson. It's about communication from Leon Nan. But I, but I would say, regardless, I mean, we have to see if we have this and be able to put it into the file or whether we still need it. But I think regardless, I don't know how we can review the file without the correct response. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to have to, uh, unfortunately. Put this, uh, put this over because there was, it looks like. I, I have no reason to um, uh, doubt that the respondents did submit a response, and yet it didn't make it into the file. And so I think we need to have that ready. Uh, if you, you know, you, I, I guess with that having happened, and also with a bunch of NEHA documents having been submitted somehow in connection with the Maria Shulman case, unfortunately, I think the best thing for us to do is I, I'd like to have it done next month, but I'd like to make a motion that we continue the, the NEHA matter un, until hopefully next month, as soon as we can get it back on. I would second that motion. This is first time. Okay, uh, I guess we're ready for a vote. Uh, if you'd like to take public comment on the matter. Yes, please. Yes, if you'd like to make public comment on this matter to continue the matter to the next meeting of the committee, it, please raise your hand by pressing star three on the phone or otherwise using the application to raise your hand. Okay, I do not see any hands raised for public comment at this time. Okay, let's hold the vote. Uh, Mr. Kenya, I know you're raising and lowering your hand, but this is public comment and not meant for the parties. Okay, thank you. So can I comment or not? I, I will. Well, I, I'll tell you what, as a matter of discretion, very briefly, I, I'm, I'm sorry that we can't hear your matter today, but yeah, you can, you can make a, a quick comment. Okay. Um, I just don't, I just wanted to 
based on my experience from the previous uh, uh, seeing uh, those responses in the past, they are merely technicalities. They don't provide any substantial information. They just deny all allegations and restate everything that they sta stated originally. So the absence of that information, in my opinion, does not um, make this uh, matter easier or harder to, to hear and understand. So I, I hope there's a reconsideration since this has been going on since the beginning of the year. Uh, we're eight Thank you. Thank you. I, original attempt. I, 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 I think we've got we've got that. Um, I don't agree or disagree with that, but uh, thank you for your comment. But this is a matter of our uh, need to give them a, a chance to respond. And um, so let's go ahead and let's vote on this. And unfortunately, we do need to move it back. Ready for a vote? Yes. Chair Schmidt? Yes, I. Chair Schmidt, I. Member Stein? I. Member Stein, I. Member Wolf? I. Member Wolf, I. Moved by Chair Schmidt, seconded by Member Stein to continue the action until next month. Okay, uh, let's establish whether uh, for some reason Ms. Schulman has um, uh, appeared and then we can dispose of her case if she is not. Victor, any sense uh, that we now have Ms. Shulman on the line? She is. She is currently present. I've just unmuted her. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so yeah, we we held off on. Uh, we were considering dismissing number four, but we held it back for one uh, one hearing uh, based on the very wise recommendation of member Stein and it appears that uh, Ms. Schulman is now present. So we will hear this matter uh, number four and let's go ahead and um, when when Cheryl's ready, we can start with the first um, the petitioner's statement on the case. Uh, how, how much time do we want to give Ms. Schulman? Uh, up to up to three minutes, please. Okay. Ms. Shulman, are you ready to begin speaking? Yes, I am. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so thanks for taking the time to consider this complaint. Um, so some background on these vicious and dangerous dog hearings. They're held uh, in, they were held in person in City Hall um, and they were open to the public. They went remote once the pandemic started and um, I'm starting to think that the DPA, uh, the host and the arbitrator of these hearings should have made it easier for the public to access these hearings during the time that they were remote. Um, the DPA should have posted the hearing schedule online and maybe it was a violation of the sunshine order and ordinance for them not to have done this. So that's one thing that the task force might consider, but turning to the specifics of my complaint today. Uh, I requested records associated with a particular dog hearing and the respondent first attempted to downgrade my request from an IDR on the basis that it was not simple, routine, or readily answerable. And then on March 3rd, four days later, the respondent claimed that there were no responsive records for this request and attempted to close it on the basis that the hearing I was inquiring about had been canceled. 
But even though this dog hearing that I was asking about never took place, there were records associated with the hearing that were already in existence at the time that I filed my request. Um, someone had called for the hearing formally. Some people had scheduled it. Uh, there was a formal written notice of the date of the hearing that had been provided to the dog owner. Uh, some person or persons had determined that Diana Rosenstein should be the hearing officer for this hearing, even though normally the hearing officer is somebody else. Uh, somebody had prepared a hearing case file, which you can see starting on page 73 of your packet. So all these records were already in existence and were in the DPA's possession uh, when on March 3rd, when Mr. James Conjure claimed that his department had no responsive records. Uh, these dog hearings are supposed to be open to the public. So um, the case file, uh, the statements of decision that get issued afterwards are also public record and they should be obtainable through records requests without a lot of friction. Unfortunately, the respondent did not immediately release any of this to me initially. The respondent only provided some of these records after I followed, followed up multiple times. I had to ask repeatedly for minimal and keyed redactions, and I believe the respondent still has failed to properly key their redactions and has failed to keep withholding to a minimum. The respondent also did not provide all the records for this request. They did not provide a particular email exchange between two DPA employees relating to the substitution of um, Diana Rosenstein as the hearing officer, even though I asked for this repeatedly. I think there may still be records missing. Uh, Ms. Shulman, your time is up. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, let's hear from the respondent. Okay. One second. Uh, Ms. Bounder, are you ready to begin? I'm calling for Sarah Bounder. Sarah, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, Are you ready for the Department of Police Accountability? Uh, we don't okay. have anything to add to the response letter that we sent. Uh, just in summary, we are denying all of the allegations and uh, we object to the matter being forwarded to the full task force because we haven't been provided with a description of how we have violated the Sunshine Ordinance. That's it. Okay, thank you. Okay, members, any questions? No question. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Yes, member Wolf. No, go ahead, member Snipes. I'd like you want to go first. Go ahead. Um, so I wanted to ask the petitioner, um, can you clarify for the respondent which petition is at issue here? Is it only the records related to the third vicious and dangerous dog hearing? Um, it seemed like the respondent found the complaint vague and hard to respond to. They weren't sure which request you were referring to. Do you have a request number? Do you have anything you can add to clarifying which request you're talking about? Not sure if we're uh, having a technical problem, but we don't hear Ms. Shulman. 
I believe she's muted. Okay. Yeah, I, um, Ms. Shulman, I'm not sure if you muted yourself Victor. or Victor, Victor muted you. Okay. She says she can't unmute. Uh, Administrator Young, Ms. Shulman's having difficulty unmuting herself. That's the only way I know. You get more to see. Yeah. Is Victor able to unmute it? Okay. okay. Hi. Thanks. But, um, before you begin, Can please you hear me now? leave your microphone yes. unmuted because once you mute yourself, you lose control. So just Can if you, you hear me are, now? Participating? Yes, we can hear you. But just leave your yes. microphone open, please. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it, I know that a few minutes went by, but at this point, it's the question uh, from. Memory. Yeah, so I'll just repeat it very briefly. Um, the respondents indicated in their response that they're not sure which request is the basis of this complaint. So I wanted to ask the petitioner if they can clarify for the respondent, which petition is at issue here. My sense reading the case, your case file or your case documents was that it's only the records related to the 3rd. Vicious and dangerous dog hearing, but do you have any other clarification? Hello? Yes, yes. And, um. We may have te technical difficulties again here. Administrator Young, I just see that Maria is leaving the meeting again to sign in. Hello? Okay. Oh, Ms. Shulman, well, can we, we hear you? Now we do hear. Now we do hear someone. Is that Ms. Shulman? We just lost Ms. Shulman. I... Okay. No, she was there a minute ago. Okay. She's not logged in at the moment. Give her a few moments to log back in. Okay, she is back. Hold on, I can't hear anybody. Uh, yeah, we're we're here. Okay. And the question is to you about um, defining what two three zero two seven is about. So I'm really confused by the fact that the respondent is confused by that. Um, I filed a record a request and um, the respondent attempted to complain to conflate this IDR request with others that I made around the same time. But this sunshine complaint is solely about this one request, which is the only request included in your packet. And um, 
it's on page seven of your packet. It's an immediate disclosure request. I made it through next request. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I had another question for you as the petitioner. Um, can you point us to redactions that you, uh, I mean, it seems to me that in their reply that they're saying any redactions they've made, they're making because of personnel, medical, or similar files. Um, can you point to any redactions in the materials they provided that you feel were improper, don't fit that, um, that justification? Um, yeah, let me see. Um, so, yeah, these letters that were sent, these emails that were sent out on, um, like February 6th, um, first, first the respondent, um, had a lot of redactions. And then when I pushed back, they gave me fewer, um, but it's still so, for example, on page 51 of the handout, um, or the packet, uh, kind of halfway down the page, um, I could not stop, stop crying as I explained that. And then it's all blacked out. Um, there's, and then on the following page, page 52. Um, there's like a whole like sentence that's blacked out. Um, if you're a, I think that um, if you email a city official, like the email is is public, and maybe you email the city official with a lot of like um, seeming like personal information, but it's it's not. Um, these aren't just names or phone numbers. These are like details. And I think like maybe there's details about the dog's um, medical history that I don't think is really um, would fall under the, I, I just think it's an overly broad um, interpretation of privacy on page 54. Yeah, and I have the full unredacted document because another department gave me the whole thing. So if this moves forward, I'm happy to provide the whole document. You you guys can compare. Okay, and then you said you believe that you haven't received all of the documents. Still, um, you mentioned uh, emails between two particular employees. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell me are there any other documents you believe you haven't received? Yeah, I think that there might be more documents missing that are relate that's related to that email exchange. Um, the respondent provided me those two emails later at, in response to another request. But again, I'm looking at this particular records request. First, the respondent said there was no responsive records. And then they said that the, the request was all closed and they had done everything. And then it turned out that there were these um, emails that I think should have been part of it. Okay, and then Mike, I have a question for the respondent, which is, can you speak to this issue? Well, I mean, can you tell us, I guess, how you searched for emails that might be relevant to this request and how, you know, why these emails were missed? Um, 
I can. I don't know that I would characterize them as missed as we were providing emails on a rolling basis as they became available to the person who was collecting records. Um, we had to pull our whole staff and search through everyone's email accounts and provided them. We provided the emails as they became available. Some staff were out of office on vacation or on medical leave, and so we waited for them to come back to search for the emails on um, in their accounts and provided them when they were available. So were that was that still within the 10 days or was was that yes. later? Correct, yeah, within 10 days. Um, so can I just ask the petitioner, uh, were these emails uh, in your recollection, were they provided within the 10 days that had been um, stipulated by the DPA? I mean, the ones that I'm talking about, like these two emails about um, who's going to be the hearing officer for this particular hearing that I was asking about, mm -hmm. um, those were not provided in response to this request. Okay, so, so I would say no. Okay, that those are all my questions. All right. I myself don't have any do. uh, questions. Yeah, Member Wolf, you're on. Yeah. Um, so. This, um, when was the, uh, let's see, when was the request actually made? On February 28th. Of 2023 or 2022? 2023. Okay. So, good. Okay. So, um, for the respondent, you cite in, uh, for the redactions, government code 6254C. That doesn't exist anymore. Can you, as of January 1st, can you cite exactly uh, the correct um, section that, uh, for those redactions? Uh, I, I wasn't aware of that and I don't have that information available right now. Okay. And um, the complaint also um, states that um, or claims that um, you didn't provide a keyed uh, redaction. Is there any reason for not keying the redactions? Uh, I believe it's because we used the same redaction code for each of the redactions. And so rather than doing the overlay type on every single redaction, I believe the attorney who responded simply sent a note saying that each redaction was um, keyed back to the same government code. Okay. And, um, are those documents provided for the record? I don't see them from the, uh, I see some. I'm sorry, I missed your question. Yeah, I just was wondering if the uh, redacted documents were included in the record. I see some that were included that you provided, but not that the, um, uh, the complainant uh, provided. So are those the, the full gamut of the of them? I, be I believe we provided everything in response with the response to the complaint, um, a total of 96 pa 92 pages. Uh, I, I couldn't say which one um, she's referring to, but um, I believe I believe we submitted them with the response letter. Okay, so I, I just want to bring up, ask about an example. So on um, 
it's a PDF page 54 and um, a printed page 62. We can go to that real quick. I see it. Okay. And in the first paragraph, the um, can you tell me if the um, just categor categorically, what is the first redaction? Oh, um, I may be on a different page because I don't see a redaction. Does it say page 64? Sorry. It's a 62 at the bottom. 62. At the bottom of the of the printed page, which you see on the screen. Okay, I'm going through the packet that I. It's page um, 54 in the packet. Page 54, but I don't see any. Um, maybe if you could give me a keyword to search, I can find it. Um, uh, well, the first sentence says the VDD hearings are a flawed process. Okay. Are you there? Yes. Okay, great. So there's just uh, one, two, three redactions at the top there. Can you just categorically tell me what the first redaction is categorically? Is it an is it a pronoun? Is it a name? Is it an address? What would uh, what would fall under the the code that you're citing? I believe it's uh, a name and um, possibly names of witnesses. Um, however, I I did not actually do these redactions. Okay, and the and as far as like the second one, where it says. Um, at, whatever it is, have wasted valuable city resources and dedicated the last four years trying to cause pain to me and pilot, pilot and recruiting to disturbed elderly, and then that's redacted. Are those pronouns? Are they actual names or is it a description of people? Generally, it's probably a description. Generally, we would redact information that would lead you to identify somebody who gave a statement for privacy reasons. Okay, well, this is why, okay, this is, this is the why the redact, key redactions are important because if the first redaction was in one category, but the second redaction was in a different category, even though you're citing the same code section for redaction, they are different redactions and can't be blanketed like that. So um, I wanted to first point that out. Um, the second one is, um, you, uh, the complainant had suggested that you diminished her IDR to a simple, um, 6721 request. Why, how, and why did you come to that conclusion? Well, uh, I wouldn't characterize it as diminishing, uh, to qualify as an immediate disclosure request. The documents requested need to be simple and routine and readily available and searching through emails of an entire staff is not a simple routine or readily available record request. And so what we do in those instances is respond to the requester explaining that we cannot provide records within one to two business days 
and we let them know that we will provide provide records within the general 10 day time frame. Okay, can you point me to where that is in the sunshine ordinance because I, I don't find it there. Uh, it is. Uh, admin code 67.25 a. Okay, and, and where in that paragraph? I don't have it in front of me. Okay, All right? Thank you. Um, and my uh, next question is, um, the complainant also cited that you, um, uh, claimed a rule of reason. Um, can you explain? reason there is mm. to invoke that. Right, so the person working on the request invoked the rule of reason out of an abundance of caution because he was unsure how long it would take him to pull the entire staff for their email, um, email records. And uh, I believe it's because people were out on leave during the time frame that would have required a response. Uh, it turned out that he invoked the rule of reason extension um, and he didn't have to, uh, because he was able to provide all the documents within 10 days. Okay. And my last question is, is how are dogs or pets medical records regarded as far as confidentiality? Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't comment on that. Why not? I haven't done any research on, on that topic. Do you withhold medical records? that you have in possession? I don't believe so. Okay, thank you. That's all the questions I have, Mr. Chair. All right. Um, I have no uh, further questions. And uh, I, I do wanna just tell Ms. Shulman that um, we called your case earlier and then we also did continue the other case to a later date per your request. And so 028 is going to be done later. And so we're just doing 027 today. Uh, members, um, do we have a motion? Seems like- oh, Mr. Ch Mr. Chair, I, I have yeah. one last question, if you don't oh, mind. Oh, sure, sure, sure. For, um, for Ms. Shulman. Uh, Ms. Shulman, you mentioned something around, um, I wanted to follow up on my last question with regards to uh, medical records. Can you expand on your, your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at um, in the packet, um, starting on page 13, page 14 of the packet and um, what is that 22 of the printed out version if you if you, that's the next request and if you look and you read backward like from the bottom and then scroll up like you can see my conversation with uh, the respondent Mr. Conjure who was handling this at the time and he um, like first I f first he says um, you know, we, I, I don't have any responsive records. 
And then I keep kind of pushing back and asking um, for more minimal redactions. And um, at one point he says like uh, on page 12 of the, um, the PDF, I have attached the email and I've unredacted several portions now that I have had time to discuss and review what has already been made public from the hearings, pilots, medical records, SPCA involvement, hearing information, et cetera. Um, so, um, yeah, so, so it seems like the person who did the redactions was first like, yeah, overly cautious and redacted dog medical records, and then also like the name of this SPA, SPCA officer who, I don't know who it is, but allegedly they like did something bad to this dog. Um, and um, yeah, and then if you keep scrolling up, you can see like my whole argument and you can also see um, them invoking the rule of reason. And um, I wasn't asking about that part. Okay. I was more concerned. I thought I heard you say something that maybe that medical records should not be released. Would you say something like that? No, I think that they, I think that um, this, the information about like the dog specific ailments shouldn't have been redacted initially. Oh, shit. And, that, and there are other redactions that I also would question. Okay, it's just a clarification on my part. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Uh, nothing, nothing further, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Okay. Um, do we have a, a motion? Uh, should we move this on to the full task force? Um, this is member Stein. I'll make a motion to forward this to the full task force um, because it's uh, public records under our jurisdiction. Um, I don't want to send any recommendation with that, but just that it moved to the full task force. Um, separately, I also want to just request that Ms. Shulman, if she has unredacted records that she received or records that she received in relation to another request that would have been germane to this one, that she consider adding these to the packet so that we can get a sense of what was redacted and whether it should have been and also understand like see what records weren't provided um, in response to this request. But that's just a request to Ms. Shulman to make the packet uh, more complete from your end. But so my my recommendation or motion is just to move to the full task force um, with no recommendation. I'll second. Jurisdiction? Yeah, say so we it's under our jurisdiction. We have their public records under our jurisdiction and we would like it to go to the full task force with no recommendation. Okay, any public comment? Yes, if you'd like to make public comment on this matter, if you're on the phone, you can raise your hand by pressing star three. If you use an application, you can use it to raise your hand. I'll give everyone a few moments. I do not see any hands raised at this time. All right, we're ready for a vote. Um, Member Wolf, who seconded this motion? Mm -hmm. Okay. Member Stein? Aye. Member Stein, aye. Member Wolf? Aye. Member Wolf, I'm at Chair Schmidt. Aye. Chair Schmidt, aye. 
Moved by Member Stein, seconded by Member Wolf to find that the records are public, there is jurisdiction, and recommend and make no recommendation to the task force and request that Ms. Shulman uh, provide records that she has received that could be germane and should have been and ask that she make a packet more complete. It was actually hard to hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. The last sentence or two, I just couldn't quite hear it. But... Let's see. I don't think that needs to be in the recommendation. That was just my communication to Ms. Shulman, the last piece of what okay. I think she should include um, to help make her case. And also help make a more complete file for the yeah. rest of the task force. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So when you, when you get that, um, all set up, Cheryl, we can move on to the next item. Two two three zero oh, four eight is next. Second. Sure. Item number seven. Yes, seven. Yeah. Item number seven. File number two three zero four eight. Complaint filed by Rosa L. Uh, against the police department for allegedly violating administrative code section sixty seven twenty one by failing to respond to a records request in a timely and or complete manner. All right, so uh, we will hear first uh, uh, any kind of statement made by the petitioner. Uh, we already have the documents that are in the file. We've already looked at those. Uh, so if there's anything you want to add, et cetera. Uh, but uh, when Cheryl's ready, uh, you will have up to three minutes. Is the petitioner ready to speak? Rosa L. All right, can you hear me okay? Yes, are you ready to begin, ma'am? Yes. Uh, so yeah, I filed a request on December 27th, 2022 for body cam footage from encampment resolutions by SFPD, and uh, there has been uh, no records released. Uh, so I filed a complaint. Um, there were Reminders to SFPD several times. You can see them uh, in April and May and June and July. Um, at some point, they tried to clarify the definition of an encampment resolution, which is very confusing because it's a term that is used um, by the agency. It's a term that's used uh, currently in a uh, lawsuit, active lawsuit against the city. Um, so, yeah, as far as I can tell, the agency is simply failing to. Um, reply to this request. That's all. Okay. Thank you. Um, and Cheryl, when, when you're ready, we can hear next from the police department. Um, a, a representative from the police department ready? Yes, ma'am. Is this Mr. Toomey? Uh, yes, it is. Lieutenant Toomey, but oh, sorry, Lieutenant don't worry about Toomey. the title. Thank you. No, okay. Don't worry about again, the title. Sir? Thank you, Cheryl. Okay. Yes, I am. All right. Go ahead, sir. Uh, good evening. I think that this entire uh, file really does revolve around what the complainant had mentioned, which is the clarification of what encampment resolutions 
is uh, when requesting information from the police department, specifically body-worn camera footage. Uh, there was a, uh, we had sent two uh, requests that uh, they please uh, define what that is. Uh, it's difficult when you use something in terms of uh, encampment resolution uh, as a blanket term. Uh, it's not a, it's not a phrase that is used in our documentation uh, when charging crimes per se. It's not a crime uh, that we can search. Uh, it is not a tag that is used um, like citation or uh, arrest. Uh, so we were attempting uh, to make a make some communication with the complainant as to exactly uh, what they meant and with their request. Uh, the types of things that can help that are uh, location. If it's a particular location that they're looking for, we can start kind of narrowing down enforcement in a particular location. Uh, there was communication and they were able to provide some information with regards to a timeline. Uh, so they, we did get to a narrowed timeline, uh, but we still continue to try to get some information with regards to uh, what uh, the term encampment resolution meant uh, our last communication uh, regarding that uh, was on February 27th, and we asked them to reply by the 10th of March uh, when we did not receive any further communication to help clarify and organize and focus the uh, request. Uh, the request was closed. Uh, and then uh, we have since been notified by the uh, task force uh, of this uh, hearing. So I think that the police department did a, our due diligence in attempting to keep a communication between the complainant, requesting some clarifying so that we could focus and see what uh, documents they were looking for so that they could be specific. Um, and with that, uh, I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. All right, thank you. Uh, members, questions? Member Wolf, any questions? I, I mean, just to the petitioner, uh, can you clarify what you mean by an encampment resolution? Is that a specific term that you're aware of that the police should be aware of, or is it your own term? Hi, um, great question. Um, this is, I'm, I'm pretty baffled to be honest by that response by the SFPD. So I, I, uh, I have been doing public records requests for several years in the city and, um, mostly focused around HSOC. HSOC stands for the Healthy Streets Operations Center, uh, of which SFPD is a partner. It is a coalition of, um, of SFPD departments and HSOC, which is run out of the Department of Emergency Management. Uh, has a schedule of encampment resolutions. It's what they call it, city calls it. They have schedules um, that they put out uh, uh, to the different agencies um, through which they coordinate encampment resolutions, which means they go to encampments of homeless people and they ostensibly clean and or relocate depending on the state of uh, the city's laws at the, at the time. SFPD is partnered uh, with them. They are succeeding in all this. They have encampment resolutions. I know this of uh, the encampment resolution schedules. I know this because I have gotten them from the department uh, in previous requests. 
Um, also, again, the city is being sued by the Coalition on Homelessness, the um, Lawyers Committee, and the ACLU. Uh, and references to encampment resolutions are throughout that uh, that lawsuit. Um, the lawsuit actually references records of mine, records requests of mine that I have made to this uh, to SFPD and, and other departments. Um, so I just want to start there. That that the, the idea okay. that we don't know what an encampment resolution okay. is, is. So 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 that just. So that I'm clear in my understanding, uh, Department of Emergency Management uh, has documents classified or categorized as quote unquote encampment resolutions. Is that correct? They have documents that refer to encampment resolutions, yes. So does the SFPD. I'm sorry, I what do you mean by refer to? I'm asking if it if that's like a specific category like that can be searched, like if if I went to Department of Emergency Management, and I asked them for encampment resolutions. They would know exactly what I'm talking about. They would know. So encampment resolutions are the act. Uh, they, they are the act of resolving an encampment. Uh, so there are schedules, encampment resolution schedules and encampment resolution reports and things like that. Those are real documents that exist. Um, and, and they have the words and they have the words encampment resolution on those documents. Um, let me double check if they have them on the document. Um, at any rate, if I can, I don't know how to get you documents right now. Uh, if that's no, you don't have to. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to ascertain whether it's a conceptual um, term that you're using or whether it's an actual term that's a, that's printed on government documents. Um, I'm looking at an SFPD government document right now on their website that uses the term encampment resolution. Okay, I'm, are are they similar yes. to the documents in question that you're asking of the P, of PD? I am asking for body cam footage of um, police officers that attend encampment resolutions. So uh, it's not a physical document. Uh, it, it's a body okay. cam footage. Yes. Okay. All right. So Lieutenant Toomey, let me ask you, are, are you familiar with this term? Uh, I'm familiar with the term as it's used to describe, and maybe I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back just for one moment before I answer that in the state that uh, you'll notice the details that we needed were, um, a homeless encampment resolution. Uh, I know it seems like it's semantics, but uh, the organized eight shock ones in which we go out together, or, or is it just an officer walking down the street handling uh, a particular homeless encampment that happens to be going on? Um, so, is it the, the request was, and the and the idea for the the open communication was to get specific as to do, do you have like an idea of what when these at events actually happened and, and then we can get you those or was it do you need us to start searching high and dry for any time any police officer made any contact with anybody that's in an encampment and provide that data or that BWC okay. footage. Okay, that, so, so that, I'm, was, I'm just, that was our. I'm just so wondering. If this is just a, uh, a, a, um, a kind of a semantic, um, you know, kind of misunderstanding on semantics of the use of the word and um, 
you actually have the documents, but you need more clarification. Uh, maybe we can resolve the issue here. Yes. So that the that, petitioner can get the documents that they need. So that that's the the entire part of our communication and trying to get an idea of was we need a little bit more clarity as to exactly which events you want body worn camera footage for. Because okay. if we have them, we'll give them. But we just we we couldn't figure out just with the term encampment resolution. If they want to say organized encampment resolutions in conjunction with okay, well, thoughts, let's, let's, that gives let's, us. Let's, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Trubi, Just in the interest of time, no, let's right. let the petitioner. Yep. Let's let the petitioner answer sure. the question, so we can get some clarity and and move this along. Okay. Um, right. Uh, Rosa L, could you please? Uh, Respond. Yes, um, this is relevant um, to the question, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this part first. The request states the date range the, from the from the get go. So the characterization that I have I, I requested, frankly, the characterization of this request um, by the SFPD representative is is has been incorrect in several ways. I specified the date range from the first request, and then I later changed that date range. It was not like. I didn't specify a requ uh, date range and then they asked me to and then I did that that was the characterization by the SFPD officer. That's not what happened. Furthermore, nobody told me this request was closed. It does not say it's closed in in the messages that you have in your packet. Um, there have been reminders to SFPD again, April, May, June, July, August of this year with no responses from them saying it was closed, saying any of that. Right? So it, it, this, this characterization is truly bizarre. And the idea that there are multiple definitions of encampment resolutions is also bizarre. There, that phrase is used in one clear way by the city. Um, the idea that there are all these different ways that it's used, and I did not specify the correct one, is clearly obfuscation. And that, yeah. Okay, very good. So, Lieutenant Toomey, is there really a difference between homeless encampment resolutions and encampment resolutions? No, I think that uh, that I I apologize if that wasn't clear. It was that a encampment resolution we there is a difference between or we were looking for specifics of were they looking for something that was an organized event by this city or was it uh just an officer who's walking down the street on their assignment who makes an interaction with a uh, homeless person or unhoused person and tries to take some type of resolution with regards to that encampment it's it is a term that describes an event but it's not specific enough as to be able to identify all of the records that the uh requester wanted or specifically so I, wanted maybe they wanted all of them and didn't need to be specific and that in that case it would be a pretty overly broad we would have a difficult time trying to ascertain all of the documents that we have that engage an officer dealing with documents. somebody in a tent. They're not asking for documents. I'm sorry? They're, asking for, they're not asking well, for documents. They're asking for footage. Correct, which, oh, I, I, I apologize. I've referenced the footage as being BWC. B, BWC is a, as a, an electronic document. My apologies for the, the terminology then. Um, okay. The manner in which we would search for that footage, it would be we would have to search every piece of footage to determine 
if it was something we don't have a mechanism to say search for encampment enforcement in this video to see if that video then applies to this records request. We don't have that means. Does okay, that make sense? Thank you. I, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, I don't want to belabor this point too much more. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair, okay. for your indulgence. May I respond? Uh, I'm going to um, ask you a question. This is um, Chair Schmidt. Did when you made the request here, uh, were you thinking you wanted um, anything that could be defined in any sort of in, in a broad under a broad definition as relating to uh, any resolution of an encampment in that time period? That's a great question. Uh, can you hear me okay still? Yes. Okay, the question is answered in sentence one of my request, which says, please provide all body cam footage from all encampment resolutions in the parentheses planned or unplanned taking place December 2nd, 2022 and December 22nd through December 27th, 2022. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven days total planned or unplanned. In my opinion, that's pretty clear. And the SFPD representative uh, apparently missed the so, it's a very short request. So when you wrote your request, it wasn't your intention to limit um, your request to each SOC form, formally titled encampment resolutions. Is that correct? HSOC formally titled, I'll call them encampment resolutions, where that term shows up on paper as a formal encampment resolution. Encampment resolutions are documented whether they are planned or unplanned, scheduled or unscheduled. The idea of keeping it this broad was that I wanted footage of those resolutions, whether or not they were planned. In other words, whether or not they were scheduled ahead of time. If the department thought that that was overly broad, they could have told me that and I could have narrowed it down. That's not what happened. Okay, uh, so uh, does that, to, to the respondent, um, does that somewhat give you an answer to the question you have had about scope, that this is not limited to formally titled encampment resolutions? Yes, and I think that those types of answers were what we were attempting in the communications that we had prior to this. Uh, Got it. Yes, um, and yeah, it it is it is a it's a interesting I'll call it uh, interesting animal the term encampment resolutions because it it can be. Uh, used in at least two different ways, and so there is some ambiguity in, as to what it could refer to or not refer to. I think you know it, it's an honest uh, ambiguity. I'll call it. Um, okay, I, that's the only question I have, uh, members. Uh, before we d determine what to do with this, any other questions? 
Um, this is member Stein. I just have a question for the petitioner. I just want to make sure I'm everyone is super clear. Because it seems like encampment resolution is itself a bit of a euphemism. So, are you talking about any time, um, you know, one or more tents or their occupants are cleared from an area, or are you talking about other kinds of activities as well? It's hard for me. It's hard to respond because the SFPT representative keeps saying things that that are 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 not true. So it's throwing me off course. Uh, I. They asked for a clarification of the term and I responded to that. They kind of implied that I didn't, that we didn't have a back and forth, but we did. It's in the packet. Again, I'm really confused because there are some really basic facts and, and sentences in this packet that seem to be totally ignored. So on uh, April 12th, I responded. I said, hi, encampment resolution is a term used by the city, including SFPD. Please proceed using the definition your agency uses. And then I linked to a PDF from the SF San Francisco Police website um, with a presentation referring uh, to that term. And so I deferred to them to define uh, the term and and uh, provide me re with responses based on that because asking me to define it uh, is a recipe for continued obfuscation. Uh, it's a term that the city uses to refer to, yes, when they uh, clean homeless encampments and often displace people or remove tents. That's my, that's my language, but I know that they would argue back and forth about that. So I said, hey, and you, using your own terminology, when you go out and do these resolutions and you talk about them, you create documents about them, you report about them, uh, you track them, right? There's 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 a 311 system that, that used to track encampment resolutions. I don't know if it still does. Uh, use that definition and provide me this. And, the fact that SFPD has responded to requests for encampment resolution documents in the past, which I could also provide, um, makes it clear that this is just a, a baffling response. I mean, I didn't, I don't think I saw, we don't always get the links or the links aren't live for us in our packet. So I didn't see the police document. Um, and I don't have a sense if the, if the police clearly define the term. And sometimes terms like this are, you know, Deliberately vague, <laughs> um, so that's why I guess I'm asking you what it is that you really want to see. Now, maybe you can't. Maybe you just want to leave it open. But um, I just thought it might be helpful if we knew that it's just like any time anyone is displaced or removed or asked to leave, or you know, if if that encompasses it, or if you know, coming and offering someone a service encompasses it. Because it's an attempt to resolve camping. Um, yeah, I would I would say that uh, my, the intent was um, so. HSOC when HSOC engages in camping resolutions, um, they say that they offer services. Um, they go there with DPW to clean the encampment. And they go there with SFPD to enforce uh, anti-camping laws or whatever other laws um, that they can enforce to displace people. Um, so that's an event that happens. All of those things uh, could happen at that event. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted body cam footage from SFPD officers at any events where those things happen. So it's really any interaction then with someone who is in an encampment or camping in um, those on those specific dates that you gave. Uh, not quite because um, a resolution again is a 
is a collection of actions that happen. Um, the, the intent is to go there to resolve the encampment. In other words, to remove the encampment and address the underlying issues of the encampment uh, as the city sees them. So those issues may be that people need housing. They may be that people are breaking the law. They may be that, that you know, people need some services or whatever, but they go out there with an intent to resolve it. They call them resolutions. That's different from, for example, someone walking by, whatever, a SAPD officer walking by and handing somebody a candy bar and then going about the day. That's not a resolution. A resolution okay. may, yeah. Okay, thank you. That that clarifies for me. Uh, Mr. Chair? Yes. I, I just have a, a quick question for Lieutenant Toomey. Um, are you aware, let's let's compartmentalize this a little bit. Uh, just, just, just to humor, humor me for a moment. Okay. If you were to put, if you were to, if you were to put a focus on HSOC and the word encampment resolution came up, would you know exactly what that means? In, in respect to looking for events that were related to HSOC and encampment resolutions? No, no, I'm talking about just knowledge of, of the activity of encampment resolution if, yeah. if if the terminology hsoc was attached to encampment resolution we would have a a much more focused ability to know what may uh be what is being requested so when when representatives um attend hsoc meetings and they talk about encampment resolution do those representatives and everybody in the room know what what the term means and what what it re refers to i believe they understand that uh, that is the totality of attempting to help somebody that is unhoused okay but it's a it's a common term it's a common term used to describe attempting to help an unhoused individual okay so i'm just trying to get to the idea here is whether there's familiarity with it because if it's a common term that's used in HSOC, HSOC has is a, a collection of various uh, representatives uh, and departments, uh, and they and they are filling out paperwork when they have these engagements and do this activity. Then it it somehow seems to be that there would be common knowledge, uh, you know, as being somewhat of a ubiquitous term. Am I, is yeah, that right? Yes, but, when, okay. but yes, but when put into the light of HSOC, the, the, the question I think this completely revolves around with this encampment resolution idea is that it's not, encampment resolutions don't just occur under the guise of HSOC. An encampment resolution can truly be an officer walking down the street seeing somebody who is unhoused and attempting to provide them services. What if that officer does provide them services and they accept them, have we not resolved the encampment? So that's the concern that we had right from the initial was if it was HSOC related activities, we could then focus on officers that are assigned to HSOC. We could focus on looking at HSOC calendars and activities. So if it was a specific request for HSOC activity, we would then be able to provide it. It was the request, you know, the clarifying request that we had, which was um, 
you know, are, are, what exactly are you looking for with regards to encampment resolutions? Was it arrest of individuals? Like somebody who gets arrested, does that not resolve the encampment issue? So there, there were, that's what we were trying to clarify, and we didn't receive any information. So in, uh, in the eyes and the focus of HSOC, yes, we would be able to do a better job providing footage. But without that clarifying factor from the complainant, we weren't able to do that. Okay, thank you. And nothing further, Mr. Chair. Okay. Um, and... Um... Uh, to the quick, quick question to the petitioner, um, what have you received in response to this request? Are you still waiting for any, anything, everything? Um, I have not received anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. So. Yeah, it, 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 this is a point in time where I think the members should um, be figuring out, do we send this on to the full task force? Uh, I think that that maybe, assuming we're going to do that, maybe one way to start on responding to this request is there are some obvious documents that would respond which is these HSOC encampment resolutions. So if there are ways to seek out footage, et cetera, et cetera, where you know something has been already described as an encampment resolution, yes, that footage would be relevant to this request. And so I think that the petitioner here is entitled to get those, um, you know, subject to whatever exemptions, if there are any. Um, I don't know if um, there's anything complex about how we send this on. It does seem to me like maybe uh, the police department could have gotten going on at least the obvious ones. And so there's the, it's possible that the task force would look at this and might consider that there might be some kind of a violation here. Um, I do think we do seem to be looking at jurisdiction here and um, public documents. So members, I'm I'm pretty open to how we word uh well i just thought i'd throw that, throw that out there because yeah, i want to give the other members a chance i would yes. agree with you um uh, mr chair you know the records are public uh there was a request made uh, rec uh records were seemed to have been either uh withheld or not delivered um and um i just think that it's uh, within our jurisdiction with the task force have a crack at it. Okay, so are you seconding or are you making? Um, we're having a discussion. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll make the motion that we, we find that this matter involves uh, public documents, that the task force does have jurisdiction, and 
uh, that this matter be forwarded to the for a full task force hearing uh, regarding um, vi violations of 67.21. So that's my motion. Second. Public comment. Yes, if there's anybody who would like to make a public comment on this matter, you can raise your hand at this time by pressing star three, or otherwise using the application to raise your hand. May I make a final comment or no? I know, I know you, you, as a party, you cannot. Okay. I'm not seeing any hands raised at this time. Okay, let's vote on that one. Are we ready for a vote? Yes, please. Chair Schmidt? Aye. Chair Schmidt, aye. Member Wolf? Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Member Stein? Aye. Member Stein, aye. Moved by Chair Wolf, I mean Chair Schmidt, seconded by Member Wolf, that the matter involves public records, there is jurisdiction, and that this case be forwarded to the task force for hearing with the recommendation to find a violation of 6721. Did I get that? Sounds good to me. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and take up number eight, the last uh, complaint of the day. Item number eight, file number 23053, complaint filed by Sergei Zverinov against the police department for allegedly violating administrative code section 6721B by filling by failing to respond to a public records request in a timely and or complete manner. Okay, when you're ready, Cheryl, we can hear from the complainant first, up to three minutes. Mr. Zverinov, are you with us? Mr. Zverinov, can you let us know if you can hear us? Yeah, I have uh, some problem with connection. We can hear um, you now. Okay, but I have... Uh, a little bit of a problem hearing you. Let me uh, just try to uh, um, change something here. One second. Uh, we can hear you. Can you hear us? <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, so I have, um, Are you a, ready to begin speaking, bit. Mr. Zverinov? Can you hear us? Uh, 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 one second. I have, uh, I have, um, I cannot hear what you just said. Uh, just it was like, um, very, uh, uh, very, uh, sort of distorted. Uh, can you, can you repeat what you just said? No, I just wondered if you could hear us. I'm Administrator Leger in the uh, hearing room, 408 City Hall. Um, I was wondering yeah. if you could hear us. You said you're having difficulty. Yeah, uh, okay. you know, I hear you. Can, I can hear you better, yeah. Um, We're ready for yeah. you to make a up to three minute statement about the case. Are you ready to make a statement, sir? Um, uh, 
All right. So then, uh, yeah, yeah, I can I can start with the statement. So um, this statement, this uh, uh, complaint is about um, uh, SFPD refusing to um, release uh, almost any records about the raid on my house at twenty one fifty one Grove Street, which occurred on uh, February eleventh, two thousand twenty three, and which has uh, involved. Uh, dispatch of uh, at least seven police officers, as I found out. Uh, this was a retaliatory raid on my house, um, based on the words of the police officers who participated in it. Um, a racist Lieutenant Toomey uh, knows about this raid, and um, he is a sort of an instigator and um, a motivator of this raid that occurred uh, in my house after I have submitted prior complaints to this uh, task force uh, complaints to 2014 to 2120, which were investigated by this uh, task force. And uh, in the retaliation, they raided my house, they entered it without permission, and they molested my daughter. So I have, uh, SFPD did this, um, and uh, I have filed a request for records. SFPD had uh, uh, refused to release uh, almost any records so far. The only things that have they have released is partial uh, body camera footage, and I would like to refer you to the letter that um, the SFPD itself attached to this um, uh, to this uh, uh, um, agenda. Uh, their letter dated uh, uh, August eight, and it's on the pages 40, uh, 64 and sixty six. Uh, in this uh, letter, they describe how they responded to my records request. Uh, records request had uh, uh, around 30 items. Uh, they have, again, narrowed down interpretation of everything that I have asked for. In item two, I have uh, requested specific information about all records involving police units, and I have identified six police units about information about which, about their participation in the raid on my house, I received uh, from uh, the government of uh, San Francisco. Now they have uh, narrowed it down and said this is only uh, information about the police officers in those units and get them from the CADs uh, and go to the emergency management. That's an unpermissible uh, interpretation of my request. I requested all the records. Yeah, they should do the uh, search of the emails and all other databases and provide records. Uh, now the other thing is that they uh, themselves uh, identify in this letter is that they now request require me to go or send them my ID. This is an permissible violation of the Sunshine Ordinance Task Force. They said they hid in uh, eight uh, requests in their in their some uh, information yeah. system. Mr. Yes, Mr. They, Sinov, your time is up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We can hear from the respondent now. Thank you. Are you ready? Are you ready, sir? Yes, I am. You may okay. begin. Uh, yeah, go Thank right you. ahead. So the San, so San Francisco Police Department did receive a records request from the complainant. We are currently actively working on the list of information that he is requested uh, as so much as even oh, today no, we produced the body word care. I, I, I need to, oh, no. I, I need to no. stop. No. Uh, stop. Yeah. There's a person speaking, and you 
we'll, we'll mute you me. if you He's interrupt. insulting me. We will mute you if you interrupt. In fact, Victor, could you just uh, mute Mr. Severinov for now? Because um, uh, we had an interruption here and we don't need that. I, I, I apologize to uh, the Lieutenant. Uh, if you could catch where you were in your statement um, and, and then we could uh, go ahead with it. Certainly. Uh, um, well, I'll, I'll just do an approximate. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Lieutenant go ahead. Toomey, we stopped your uh, taping. Yeah. Are you ready to begin again? Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I am. Okay. Thank you so, very much. Uh, no worries. In reviewing the public records request, there was an attempt by the police department to try to determine or ascertain what records based on uh, the request being uh, not vague, but uh, as an example, you can see on request number five, the presence of SFPD officers employees Aguilar at 2151 Grove Street. So we had to make an attempt to determine which types of records would actually uh, have that information or any of that. So uh, that being said, we used uh, the common knowledge, the common determination that uh, officer activity out on the street is done, is recorded by our computer aided dispatch, which is provided by DEM. Uh, so we gave the complainant the request, uh, the information on how to obtain information from DEM. Uh, there was a request for uh, interactions between the San Francisco Police Department and individuals. Uh, that is documented routinely in a police report. Uh, so we gave the uh, complainant the information on how to obtain a police report. Um, the complainant did make a number of police report requests. Those still are outstanding based on the fact that police reports, uh, the policy of the police department is that they do need to provide a picture ID uh, either up, up uh, loaded into the portal or presented in person. Uh, that's so that we can determine is there any information in those police reports that cannot be uh, given to the requester uh, based on exemptions, law, restraining orders. Uh, we can't. Uh, blanketly give police reports out to an unidentified party uh, based on the fact that they are uh, technically a uh, matter of criminal record. Uh, and then with regards to body-worn camera footage, which is another uh, document uh, that we do have within our possession, uh, we have presented to uh, the complainant uh, body-worn camera footage up until and have completed our production of it today actually i believe that the uh at last count the number was uh i believe 83 minutes uh 11 i think 11 separate clips of body worn camera footage so uh it's our belief that the only documents that are still outstanding that were requested of the san francisco police department by the complainant were the police reports uh that require uh um, some form of identification so that we can continue to process those requests as a normal course of business. Uh, With that, I thank will... you. Your time, your time is up. Yep. Thank you. Okay. And, and thank you uh, for those clarifications. All right. At this point, um, there may be questions from the members. And when a member does have a question uh, for Mr. Severinov, we will go ahead and... Uh, Unmute him for the the rest of the uh, 
question answer. I have a question. Yes. And it is from Mr. Serna. Okay, let's let's um, uh, take him off mute and let him uh, be available. Mr. Severna? Yes. Uh, I have a question. My With last regards... name is Severinov, by the way. Se please pronounce it again. Severinov. Sever Severinov. Um, yes. Can you uh, please tell me in your complaint, I'm not your complaint, in your uh, initial uh, uh, media disclosure request um, to the uh, police department, you Site CAD number 23042318. Is that a, a, a reference to a case number uh, that currently exists? What the, is like case a, is there, yeah, is there like a difference what between kind of case? Well, uh, police, I, police report, I, like a police report or something like that. Okay, I can tell you how I got that CAD number. Okay. I called San Francisco government agencies and requested information on the raid of my house. And I was given that CAD number. That's as simple as this. Okay, so I just, I'm, the reason why I'm asking is because you had you've you've had a number of cases regarding this uh, before us, a number of complaints, and um, there was one going back to 2021 that has a case number ending in uh, case number 48124-21, and I'm just wondering if that's the same case that this CAD report is referring to. I'm sorry, my English must be very bad for you racists. I said already, and you listen to me. I called San Francisco government about the raid of my, on my house on February 11, 2023, and I was given this number. Nothing more okay. to add to this. Okay, very good. That's all I wanted to, I wanted to clarify. Uh, thank you. No more questions, Mr. Chair. Okay, uh, thank you, Member Wolf. Um, um, Member Stein, any anything for the any questions for the parties? Um, I have a question for the respondent, the SFPD. Um, did you search for any email or other documents, um, communication, internal communication that referenced this event? I did uh, make contact with the station to determine if there was anything else that was available. I was advised that there was not. Do you know if they searched their email? I, I made a request to see if there was any, if there was any documentation or communication, what they did and if they checked their email, their personal officer notes, um, I just asked them to do a, a, a search of their documents. So. Could I say definitively, I know that every officer checked their email to confirm or deny that they had any of that. I can't speak to that. I can only say that I made a request of the staff at the station uh, and that uh, the response back was that they had no responsive documents. For the ones that upstairs, you're not 
Okay, and so according uh, as you, I just want to make sure I'm clear from what you've said that you say there are no remaining documents except for some videos that you're ready no, to. Release. No, ma'am. Uh, no, ma'am. Uh, our video, uh, we have completed the release of videos. What okay. we still have uh, is police reports that have been requested uh, by uh, the complainant that are, uh, we are awaiting the complainant providing uh, the necessary identification so that we can process those requests. Okay. Um, I think that was my only question. All right. I really don't have any questions. I, I do want to say that, that with regard to the police reports, I don't exactly know if we would we would if, if we would be looking at police reports because I don't know if I don't know if we have jurisdiction. I don't know if they're public records, non-public records. There's a lot of different definitions for these things. But since police reports would only be available to Mr. Severinov because this was an incident involving Mr. Severinov. That I do not know if that's something that comes under the CPRA or even under sunshine in terms of enforcement. Um, so, I, but I'll leave that as an open question in my mind, because I know we've already, we've also dealt with that same issue with regards to people who are requesting their own personnel files. Similar analysis, I believe. Uh, it, it does look, however, like we want to look at the fact that the request came in in, um, in the spring and they have gotten them uh, apparently all the footage, but it looks like it took about five months. So there may be a, there may be members who think that that delay is unacceptable. Um, so members uh, with that initial um, uh, commentary uh, any ideas what you want to do with this should we advance this for a full task force hearing um, I can make a motion this is member sign to send it to the full task force um, as public records under our jurisdiction um, to consider if there's been a violation of uh, 67.21 which has to do with timeliness. Second. I'm sorry, what was your citation? 67.21. Okay. It might be C even. Um, get up. If there are any members of the public who would like to make public comment on this motion, uh, please raise your hand now. I see no indications of requests for public comment at this time. Second. Is it second? Member uh, Wolf seconded. Wolf seconded. Okay. Uh, 
And there's no public comment, so we can hold a vote. Member Stein? Aye. Member Stein, aye. Member Wolf? Aye. Member Wolf, aye. Chair Schmidt? Aye. Chair Schmidt, aye. Moved by Member Stein, seconded by Member Wolf. Uh, to find that the records are public, uh, there is jurisdiction to forward the matter to the task force with a recommendation for a violation of 6721. To, con to consider whether there has been a violation of 6721, not to immediately recommend it. Okay, when uh, when you're ready, Cheryl. Next number. Item number nine, announcements, comments, questions, and future agenda items by members of the complaint committee. I don't think, um, I don't think I have anything. Um, I guess, we have a full committee, so if there's new people coming in, they'll probably populate uh, other committees, but there may be some changes in those. I understand we got two or three new people coming in. Two people. Two people. Two people. Saul Sugarman and David Pilpil is returning to us from private practice. Got it. And, and we'll see them. Uh, I think it's in They're about. They're both aware of the of the hearing. About a week. In about a week. Yeah, yeah. got it. Okay. And um, they should. I mean, I haven't heard from Mr. Sugarman. It's been a week. Oh, okay. So okay. I hope he has all the information I've been sending him. Sure, sure. All right, um, members. Any anything you want to put in on this number? Otherwise, uh, we'd be ready to adjourn. Okay. All right. Item number 10, adjournment. I have 734. Great. We are adjourned, let's say. Good night, everyone. All right. Good night.